0: We are continuing in the studies of the I Am's of Jesus. We are beginning, I Am the Way, the Truth, and the Life. I've, up until this point, I've went into order uh, as they've been spoken in the Scripture. However, if you followed it, I am intentionally moving past I am the resurrection the life I believe we will pick that up in this study I am the way the truth and the life that's what I believe anyway Uh, so we're going to get right into it we're going to look at it and clarify some things by the spirit of the Lord in John 14 Jesus says, let not your heart be troubled, believe in God. If you believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, for I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am there you may be also. And whither I go you know, and the way you know. Thomas saith unto him, Lord, we know not whither thou goest, how know we the way? Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, and the truth, and the life. I am the way, and the truth, and the life. No one cometh unto the Father but by me. If you had known me, you would have known my Father also. From henceforth you know him and have seen him. Philip saith unto him, Lord, show us the Father, and it sufficeth us. Jesus saith unto him, Have I been so long time with you? And dost thou not know me, Philip? He that hath seen me hath seen the Father. How sayest thou? Show us the Father. Believest thou not that I am in the Father, and the Father in me, or else believe me for the very work's sake? Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also. And greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto the Father. Now, as we look at this, Jesus declaring himself the way, the truth, and the life. I want us to ask ourselves, specifically, where was he? So we're going to turn backwards and see. And as we begin to look at where was Jesus at when he began to declare this to his disciples in John 14, I want us to go back to John 12, verse 1. We're going to read several places in John 12. In verse 1, it says, Jesus, therefore, six days before the Passover, came to Bethany, where Lazarus was, whom Jesus raised from the dead. So they made him a supper there, and Martha served. But Lazarus was one of them that sat at meat with him. Mary, therefore, took a pound of ointment and pure nard, very precious, and anointed the feet of Jesus and wiped his feet with her hair. And the house was filled with the odor of the ointment. So he's coming to his death here. In John 12, one, it's six days before Passover. And Mary anoints Jesus for death. will Leave it there for burial. We'll just leave that thought there and come on down to verse 12 of that same chapter. It says, On the morrow a great multitude that had come to the feast, when they heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem, took the branches of palm trees and went forth to meet him, and cried, Hosanna, blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord, even the king of Israel. And Jesus, having found a young ass, sat thereon, as it is written, Fear not, daughter of Zion. Behold, thy king cometh sitting on an ass's colt. These things understood not his disciples at the first, but when Jesus was glorified, then remembered they that these things were written of him and that they had done these things unto him. So here again is a picture of the feast. And that's what I want us to get in our mind, that Jesus in John 14 is it's relating to the Passover feast. In verse 27 of John 12, again, we're in John 12. Now is my soul troubled. And what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour. But for this cause came I unto this hour. Father, glorify thy name. There came therefore a voice out of heaven saying, I have both glorified it and will glorify it again. The multitude, therefore, that stood by and heard it said that it thundered. Others said an angel had spoken to him. Jesus Answered and said, this voice hath not come for my sake, but for your sakes. Now is the judgment of the world. Now shall the prince of this world be cast out. And if and I, if I be lifted up from the earth, would draw all men unto myself. But this, he said, signifying by what manner of death he should die. I want to point something out here. Just as I have above, we're talking about the feast of Passover. We're talking about the anointing of death, to death, or the anointing for death and burial of the body of Jesus. Here, if I be lifted up from the earth, again, he's signifying the manner in which he should die. That's what he says. So that's what he means. It's, or that's what the scripture says. It's signifying how he should die. That if he is lifted up, he's going to draw all men to him. Once you keep that in your mind, uh, and come back to this, I'll, I'll do my best to come back to it in this actual session. So now let's flip over to John 13. And here we're going to see where Jesus was physically at or where I believe he was when he makes the statements in that's recorded in John 14. John 13, 21 says, when Jesus had thus said, he was troubled in his spirit and testified and said, Verily, verily, I said to you that one of you shall betray me. The disciples looked one on another, doubting of whom he spake there was at the table reclining in Jesus' bosom one of his disciples whom Jesus loved. Simon Peter therefore beckoneth to him and saith unto him, tell us who it is of whom he speaketh. He leaned back as he was on Jesus' breast, saith unto him, Lord, who is it? Jesus therefore answered, he it is for whom I shall dip the sop and give it him. So when he had dipped the sop, he taketh it and give it to Judas, Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot after and after the sop that entered satan into him jesus therefore saith unto him what thou doest do quickly now no man at the table knew for what intent he spake this unto him for some thought because judas had the bag that jesus said unto him by what things we have need of for your feast or for the feast or that he should give something to the poor he Then, having received the sop, went out straightway, and it was night. When therefore he was gone, Jesus saith, Now is the Son of Man glorified, and God is glorified in him, and God shall glorify him in himself, and straightway he shall glorify. So again, he's speaking of, of his death, burial, and resurrection. Now, where he's at here, is at what we call the Last Supper. This is where I believe this conversation about in my father's house is actually held. And the Last Supper is documented or or declared in the other Gospels. But John brings another part of what's declared. He brings the conversation, the words that Jesus speaks to his disciples, and it's very, very important, the words that Jesus actually says at the Last Supper, because Jesus is on his way to the cross to fulfill all things. When he hangs on the cross, he says, it is finished. I have finished the work thou gavest me to do I believe it says in John 17, And then he goes to the cross and he hangs there and he says, it is finished. It's final. It's done. It's complete. So so as we get a hold of what he's saying in John 14, I am the way, the truth, and the life. What does he mean? It's finished. I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh to the Father, but by me. Now, a couple more scriptures just to to bring this together. In Matthew 26 and verse 26, it says, And as they were eating, Jesus took bread and blessed it and break it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body. And he took the cup and he gave thanks and he gave it to them saying, drink you all of it, for this is my blood of the New Testament or the new covenant, which is shed for many for the remission of sin. But I say unto you, I will not drink henceforth of this fruit of the vine until the day when I drink it new with you in my father's kingdom. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Now, Hebrews 10, Hebrews 10, verse 1. For the law, having a shadow of the good things to come, not the very image of the things, can never with the same sacrifices year by year, which they offer continually, make perfect them that draw nigh else would they not have ceased to be offered because the worshipers having been once cleansed would have had no more conscience of sins. But in those sacrifices, there's a remembrance made of sins year by year. For it is impossible that the blood of bulls and goats should take away sins. Wherefore, when he cometh into the world, he saith, sacrifice and offering thou wouldest not, but a body didst thou prepare for me in burnt offerings and sacrifices for sin Thou had no pleasure. Then said I, Lo, I come in the roll of the book, it is written of me to do thy will, O God, saying above sacrifice and offering and whole burnt offerings and sacrifices for sin thou wouldest not, neither had pleasure therein, the which are offered according to the law. Then hath he said, Lo, I am come to do thy will. He taketh away the first that he may establish the second by which will we have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. Now remember where we were. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh to the Father but by me. That's it. He taketh away the first, that he may establish the second. A body is given that he may take away the first, the first what? Covenant. That's what Hebrews 10 is declaring. The law is a shadow of what was to come or was a shadow. And it could never complete or perfect those that drew nigh to it. And that's what Jesus is saying. I'm the way. The law couldn't perfect you. The commandments couldn't do it. I'm the way. I'm the truth and the life. Those spoke of him. John 5, Luke 24. The law, the prophets, the Psalms declared him, but he's the way to come to the Father. not the sacrificial system of the Old Covenant. The sacrificial system of the Old Covenant, the Jewish people came to it to draw not a God, but as far as they could get, unless they were part of the priesthood, was there at the altar of the sacrifice, the brazen altar, the bronze altar. The priest could enter into the first part of the tabernacle or the temple. And only the high priest one time a year could go in to the presence of God. So Jesus came to take that away, to fulfill that, and write a new covenant in his blood. And this is why I wanted to take you down this road. He's the way. The truth, the lie to the Father. That's what He is, the way. All other ways could not bring them in. Hallelujah. Even words of God that had come from Moses or Elijah or Elisha or Ezekiel or Jeremiah, you can go on and on, was declaring Christ jesus and he himself is the way so the covenant is cut in him to bring us into the father's house in my father's house are many mansions the word mansion means abode or dwelling are many dwelling places in god's house we had not access to God's house, God's place of dwelling in the old covenant. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. The Israelites were there, but they didn't have access into the divine presence. Glory to God. The divine presence was in that first temple in that tabernacle in the wilderness. But Jesus come as the way to remove the separation in the body of his flesh and give us access unto God in his resurrection. That's what he did. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. So he says, if I be lifted up from the earth, I will draw all men unto me. Mankind is no longer under the law. Man has been brought unto Christ. And even the judgment is he that hath the Son has life. He that has not the Son has not life. That's the word of covenant. So as Jesus declared, I believe at the Passover meal, or the Last Supper meal, excuse me, Because he was the Passover. He was the fulfillment of Passover. He was what the New Testament was going to be written in his blood. And he was the word of the covenant. Glory to God. He was the word that was going to be written in hearts and minds. Was the word that was Christ himself. So he offers himself without spot unto God and brought access into the divine presence and gave a way for us to dwell in the presence of God. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. He said, no man cometh unto the Father but by me. Now, where did Jesus say the Father was at? In that same conversation he's having with the disciples, I want to point this out. In verse 10 and 11 of John 14, he says in verse 10 and 11, he tells us, believest thou not that I am in my Father, or in the Father, and the Father in me. The words that I say unto you, I speak not for myself, but the Father abiding in me doeth his works. So God was in Christ. Paul writes that. God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. And he did that in the person of Jesus Christ. He did that in the body of his death. The whole world was reconciled. I didn't say the whole world was saved. I said the whole world was reconciled. We're reconciled in his death, Paul writes, and we're saved by his life. That's for another time but he reconciled the world to himself like i said now the judgment is he that hath the son has life he that has not the son has not life amen glory to the lamb of god so life is dependent upon christ in you that's the covenant that god's cut that's the new covenant is Christ in you, and that uh, that covenant is revealed by the Spirit of God. That's what happens. The Spirit of God reveals the covenant that Jesus cut in His death, burial, and resurrection. Reveals the work of God in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Isaiah. Chapter 42, verse 6 says, I, Jehovah, have called thee in righteousness and will hold thy hand and will keep thee and give thee for a covenant of the people, for a light of the Gentiles. And you know that's the Lord Jesus Christ. He says, I'll give you as the covenant. (laughs) So this is how we come to the Father is in him. No man cometh to the Father but by me. I'm the way, the truth, and the lie. And he says, I go and prepare a place for you that where I am, there you may be also. And he tells them in 10 and 11 where he's at, he says, I'm in the Father. The Father's in me. That's where he's bringing you that where he is, there you are also. He didn't mean I'm going away and thousands of years later coming again to receive you to himself. He meant that the place he dwelt, which was God himself, he was going to bring a people into the same place he dwelt at that day he says of the coming of the spirit of god he says at that day you will know i am in my father you are in me and i am in you that's what he sa- that's what jesus declared now remember he says i'm the way to the father he says he's in the father and the father's in him now in 10 and 11 or 11 and 12 or 10 through 12, we just say it that way in John 14. He didn't say we were in the Father. He said he was. In verse 20, speaking of the coming of the Holy Spirit, he says we're going to know at that day that he is in the Father. We are in him, and he's in us. So he said, we're going to know. And he goes on in that conversation. He says, my father and I shall come and make our abode with you, our dwelling place, our mansion. Same word used for mansion. The abode of God will be with you. That's what you're going to know as you understand him, as he is revealed in you. You're going to know that. Through the way, the truth, and the lie. Honey, this is so glorious to get a hold of, that our salvation is the person of Christ in us and us in him. And that through his death, burial, and resurrection, he brought us that we're far away to God. We're not waiting to come to God. We're not waiting for God to come to us. Apostle Paul writes that we have come to the Lord. Ephesians chapter 2 just keeps rolling through my mind. It, it, it's one of my favorite scriptures in the Bible. And in Ephesians 2, verse 13 says, But now in Christ Jesus, you that were far off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. Here's the blood of Christ again. Here's the covenant in His blood. You that were far away are made nigh, because He brought all mankind to Himself. For He's our peace, who made both one and broke down the middle wall partition, having abolished in His flesh the enmity, the law of commandments contained in ordinances, that He might create in Himself of the two one new man, so making peace and might reconcile them both in one body unto God through the cross, having slain the enmity thereby. And he came and preached peace to you that were far off, and peace to them that were not. For through him we both have our access in one spirit unto the Father. We have access to the Father. Not some faraway time, Paul's saying. Paul's saying that through Christ, through the blood of Christ, We have access unto God. Just like Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Now we have access. Reading on through here. So then we're no more strangers and foreigners, but ye are fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God, being built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the chief cornerstone, in whom each several building fitly framed together grow into a holy temple in the Lord. Here again is the Father's house. We're the household of God. We're God's building built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, built upon the chief cornerstone, Jesus Christ himself, And we grow up in him because this is what's in him. God is in him. He's in God. And as we're built up in him, as we see him, just like Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen my father, we're seeing what God is because now the God that is in Christ is in us (laughs) and we're in him. And Paul goes on to say this in whom, verse 21, in whom? Each several building fitly framed together, groweth into a holy temple in the Lord. In whom you are also building together for a habitation of God by the Spirit. So here's the reality: we're building together as one in Christ for a habitation. Of the spirit built in him, built upon him, together with him, as one with him, for the spirit of God to habitate us, to indwell us. John 14 again, my father and I shall come and make our abode with you. And Judas, not as scared, asking, him, how are you going to come? Well, let me read that. Actually, verse 19, John 14, 19 says, Yet a little while and the world behold of me no more, but you behold me because I live, you shall live also. Verse 18 above, it just started there. He says, I will not leave you desolate. So I will come unto you, King James says, comfortless. Another version, I believe says, fatherless. Yet yeah, lo while the world beholdeth me no more, but you behold me because I live, you shall live also. In that day you will know, shall know, I am in my Father, you and me, and I in you. He that have my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me, and he that loveth me shall be loved of my father, and I will love him, and will manifest myself unto him. Now here we go. Judas, not Iscariot, saith unto him, Lord, what is come to pass that thou will manifest thyself unto us and not into the world? How are you going to do that, Jesus? Jesus answered and said unto him, if a man love me, he will keep my word and my father will love him and we will come unto him and make her abode with him. So here's how. This is going to happen. Jesus said his father and him were going to come and make their dwelling place with them. In another place, he said, I go away and the world seeth me no more, but you see me. So he's making his abode, his dwelling with the believer. We are God's temple, Paul writes that. You are the temple of the living God. See, see the whole old covenant had God in the temple and the high priest of that old covenant could not bring them into the divine presence. I believe signifying that they couldn't be made complete because the divine presence is the completion. So they couldn't be made complete because those bulls bulls, and goats and turtle doves and, and wave offerings and, and so on and so forth could never do it. So Jesus comes as the Passover lamb and fulfills all of the offerings. He fulfills them all. There's none that he didn't fulfill. The scripture's written of him. And as the lamb of God, he takes away the sin of the world. He removes the veil in his own flesh by putting putting it to death, pours out his soul unto death, and gives us access unto God. So now we have access unto the Father. If Christians just could get a hold of that, that God is in them, that they are in God. God's not far away. God's not way, way away from you. You're now the place of his abode. Christ in you and Jesus told you who was in him the father in me doeth the works and he and he even went further and he said that he was going to be glorified in the father so he's glorified in God and glorified in you so the glory that God is 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 being made known through the person of Jesus Christ. That's the salvation we have. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Now, I believe this is what God means in Hebrews 8, and I'm going to finish here, Hebrews chapter 8, when he says to them, For finding fault, verse 8, for finding fault with them, he said, Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day that I took them by the hand and lead them forth out of the land of Egypt. For they continued not my covenant, and I regarded them not, saith the Lord, for this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, saith the Lord. I will put my laws into their mind and on their heart. Also, I will write them and I will be to them a God and they shall be to me a people and they shall not teach every man his fellow citizen, every man his brother saying, know the Lord, for all shall know me from the least to the greatest of them. For I will be merciful to their iniquities and their sins. Will I remember no more? in that he saith a new covenant, he hath made the first old, but that which is becoming old and waxeth aged is nine to vanish in a way. So here is a declaration, I believe out of Jeremiah, God's going to make a new covenant. And like we read, Isaiah declared that the new covenant is a person. God said in Isaiah, he would give thee as covenant. And we know that's Christ. And Jesus said, this is the new testament or new covenant in my blood. So I believe the law that he's writing on our heart and putting in our mind is the person of Jesus Christ. I believe he's the word of the covenant. That's why Jesus says we receive him. This is my commandment that you love one another. And the apostle John says that this is the commandment that we believe on the name of his son, Jesus Christ and love one another. Because now what he's doing in this covenant is he is writing Christ upon our heart and putting him in our our minds. The word of Christ, the word who is Christ. See, See, John says that he, in the beginning, he was the word. The word was with God and the word was God. Now in the old covenant, God took the words of that covenant and wrote them up on tables of stone. And I believe those tables of stone signified the hardness of their hearts. Now I may be wrong there, but they couldn't keep those words. But we can keep this word because he's writing it in us we're built upon him see see the work of the spirit is joining us to the lord jesus hallelujah to the lamb of god that what he did in his death burial and resurrection is given to us by the holy spirit as he is revealed in us it's given to us and made part of us Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. That's how much he loves us. He's made us part of him, part of his work, his very own body, to be his manifestation to one another. I say this often to the world, and I believe that to the world, but also to one another, to the church, that we would love one another as he's loved us. We would bring all into this great fellowship of the Son of God. That that would be our heart. That we would come into the fellowship of Christ. Hallelujah to the Lamb of the living God. What a way we have. Breaking down the middle walls of partition. No more Jews and Greeks in separation because he crucified us both. He brought us both to the cross Lifted us up on the cross as a Jew. Lifted us up on the cross as a Gentile. And crucified us. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. And brought us forth in a new creation, which is Christ himself. Brought us forth in himself. Now that he would write up on us the word of this covenant that he is. And that word of his death, his burial, his resurrection. Everything that that encompasses that we would share in it. When I say His resurrection, I'm talking about His ascension, His glorification with God, His enthronement, His rule, His reign, His power. It goes on and on and on and on of the increase of His government. There's no end. When I talk about His death, I'm talking about all that execute that that happened when He died. All the judgment that he executed, the old man is dead. He that is dead is freed from sin. We that are in Christ have become dead to the law. It goes on and on and on and on. And as we feed on him, we comprehend this. Till it becomes a reality by the spirit of God, by the work of Christ within us. Because he's written upon us in our minds and on our hearts that we know him. Glory to God. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. And to me, this is the greatest salvation. Far exceeded anything I thought as a young man. Far exceeded my imagination of what being the Lord's really meant it far exceeds it. Just like Paul wrote, I hadn't seen that, ear hadn't heard, never entered into the heart of man the things that God hath prepared for him. And Jesus said, I go to prepare a place for you. In my father's house are many mansions. I go to prepare a place for you. He was going to the cross. I'm the way, the truth, and the life to bring you unto God. And here He's brought us into this place that we can enjoy all of his benefits. We can enjoy who he is, what he is, how he is. Glory to the Lamb of God. That is what he's done. Now, folks, to me, this is salvation. Salvation in its fullest extent. Well, we'll stop right here today. We'll pick this up, uh, Lord willing, next week, and I pray this just blesses your soul like it has mine. This has blessed my soul, my heart, my mind. Uh, I'm just sitting here blessed, and I pray it does the same with you, and I ask you to get your word, search it out, study it, and let the Spirit of God show you Christ Jesus our Lord. Anyway.